Okay, my safe word is Uncle Ben. Listeners, thanks so much for joining us. This is Radioactive Spider Pod, the podcast that looks back on the 90s Spider-Man cartoon and asks, was the real great power the friends we made along the way? Here to bring you episode 65, the series finale, Farewell Spider-Man. I'm your host, the Keep Swingin' Kevin McAvoy. Keep swinging. Who knew my unintended innuendo would last this long? Innuendo lives on in all of our hearts. And joining me, as always, my fellow bow takers and heartbreakers, the tell em I love em, Vero Taylor. Tell my wife and son that I don't have. Tell them. <laughs> <laughs> I should hope you don't have a wife. And the peace and reunion, Peter Iskandar. Peace and reunion to you. Oh, good stuff. Just a reminder, we'll be posting screenshots from this episode and other good stuff on our social media. Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. Give us a follow if you'd be so kind. All the links are on the web at RadioactiveSpiderPod.com. We're also on Patreon with exclusive bonus episodes, outtakes, and oddities. That's Patreon.com slash RadioactiveSpiderPod if you want to support the show. And to provide some moral support, join us for a drink. We're celebrating the final Spider-Man saga, Spider Wars, by sending off Spidey with a big old cheers. What are you double fisting for last call today, boys? I've got a good monster from Collective Arts. Pretty strong beer to uh, counteract all those feelings. I'm gonna- <laughs> Shove them back down in there. <laughs> <laughs> Tell them I love them. Well, it's a very special episode, and and I also don't handle the motion well, so I'm going to pay tribute to both this series and this segment with another ill-advised bit. This time, like a six-armed Spider-Man, I'm crushing a tribute to each of our major eras. I have a unnamed beverage for the secret pores. I have a smooth, bodacious Pinot Grigio for our Pinots in danger. I've got a sidecar for our wartime cocktails for the Six Forgotten Warriors series. And I have a robust IPA, a breakaway IPA, from Fix Gear Brewing. For pints in danger. A Muskoka Craft Lager for the sins of the loggers. And a Tom Collins for the gins of the fathers. It's a good day to die, my friends. Did you eat before this? <laughs> uh, alcohol is like a liquid food. It is not. I'm decidedly less armed than Kevin, and uh, I myself have a uh, Holy Ghost Seltzer. It's passion fruit flavored from Blood Brothers Brewing, because I want to feel the passion of the spider. Well, it sounds like we have some stiff drinks and stiff upper lips, so let's break out the tissues and sing a symbiote swan song, because we're putting a bow on Spider Wars. Chapter 2. Farewell, Spider-Man! Farewell, Spider-Man first aired January 31st of 1998, back-to-back with the previous episode, I Really, Really Hate Clones, and was written by John Semper, the Semper Senpai, with a solo credit. The stakes have never been higher, but we still have time for a definitive edition of Peter's Comic Book Minute. So for my final Peter's Comic Book Minute, 
I'm going to do the man himself, Stan Lee. Stanley Martin Lieber, or Stan Lee, was born December 28th, 1922, and sadly died November 12th, 2018. In collaboration with others at Marvel, especially Jack Kirby and Steve Ditko, he co-created numerous popular comic book characters, including Spider-Man, the X-Men, Iron Man, Thor, the Hulk, Ant-Man, the Wasp, the Fantastic Four, Black Panther, Daredevil, Doctor Strange, Scarlet Witch, the Black Widow, and Captain Marvel. Not that one. These and other characters' introductions in the 1960s pioneered a more naturalistic approach than previously applied to comic books, and in the 1970s, Stan Lee challenged the restrictions of the Comics Code Authority, indirectly leading to changes in its policy. In the 80s, he pursued the development of Marvel properties in other media, with mixed results. Mm. Following his retirement from Marvel in the 90s, he remained a public figurehead for the company and frequently made cameo appearances in film and television shows based on Marvel characters. He also continued independent creative ventures into his 90s until his death in 2018. Yeah, we wouldn't be talking about this if it weren't for Stan Lee, so I feel like that's a fitting tribute. Although, I mean, (laughs) just getting his name shouted out on a crappy podcast isn't really enough. I hope hope he gets gets a cool cameo somewhere else. But I guess we'll have to watch the episode first, huh? I guess so. If we must. (laughs) If we must. Well, this episode begins right where it left off, with Spider-Man and Scarlet Spider in the clutches of a man-spider gone mad. Smythe frees himself and also gets involved temporarily, while Spider-Carnage is on the verge of detonating his reality-ending bomb. With defeat imminent, the Beyonder uses the very last of his strength, bringing the powerless Spidey in as a distraction and teleporting man-spider away. On the verge of death, he's forced to return to his home dimension and leave the spider crew without a safety net. So at the beginning, they still have the credits rolling and they have it in such a way that as Spider-Man's looking to this portal that Madam Web has open, you see the credits, the producer credits for like Avi Arad. It looks like Spider-Man's just looking at the names in the portal. (laughs) Like it's like Madam Web is just like has credits to her portal visions. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) She's like brought to you by... (laughs) <laughs> with support from Aviaret <laughs> and Toy Biz. Honestly, I I forgot that there was a Spider-Man back at home base and got confused that he was seeing what was happening. I was like, why? What the fuck is this? I'm like, Spider-Man's at, in the room. What do you... Uh... Mm-hmm. Yeah. You got me. You got me with this. Yeah, it's the powerless one. <laughs> yeah they keep harping on that name and uh it's kind of mean after a certain point it's like he's doing his best you dickheads powerless one cut him some slack. Yeah, right? you brought him here and then when they cut to the actual scene there's dogs barking in the background so that's how you know it's a shithole right now. yeah man it's fucking trash <laughs> uh so man spider scarlet spider and spider-man are fighting and man spider hucks scarlet spider and I swear to God, he goes crotch first into the cannon arm thing that's sticking out. <laughs> it's just, burp! I was like, ooh, because he is out for the rest of the fight. <laughs> His voice is a little higher if you listen carefully. <laughs> I feel like they added Smythe to this scene to distract you from the fact that Man Spider is a godless titan that can't be stopped. <laughs> like Scarlet Spider, Spider Man don't even put up a fight. They're just like, well, I guess this is how we die. See ya. <laughs> He, he's thick. <laughs> when Smythe goes and actually sees Man Spider, he decides to shoot the normal Spider Man. 
Yeah. <laughs> it's like that was his target. It's like, oh, well, you know, whatever. There's this <laughs> giant monster, but Spider-Man, I've always had it out for him. <laughs> Fuck true. Spider-Man. Fuck that guy. <laughs> and then they, like, defeat Smythe by pushing him into this bizarre machine that only exists to murder. <laughs> like You, you right? push one button and a claw comes out and it grabs you by the waist. It just starts whipping you around at mock speed like you're an astronaut training for the moon. Like, why is this spine annihilator even here? Is it the only thing that keeps fucking Fisk's aching lumbago in check? <laughs> <laughs> he is dead. Like, he is mm-hmm. yeah. liquid. Like, I <laughs> It's so fast, they do the cartoon blur thing. Spider-Man doesn't throw a punch in five fucking seasons and just end it with straight-up murder. <laughs> hey, man. Straight-up Smythe blender. They can't cancel you if you're fucking done after this one, so, like, push <laughs> it to the limit, right? You don't see him for the rest of the episode, too, so in my head, he's liquid. He's That's just a few. <laughs> do we know why the show, the show got canceled? Supposedly. Uh, the executive producer, Avi Arad, and the head of Fox Kids, uh, one Margaret Loesch, uh, got into a pretty heated argument and Loesch just canceled the fucking series. Right. That's the that's the story that floats around online. But uh, nobody's nobody's 100 percent sure. You know, it's too bad they didn't just use their cosmic powers um, instead of teleporting Man Spider away. They could have, like, you know, teleported uh, Spider Carnage away. Right? They could have brought him there the whole time and then I just like, so. and fuck off. Or maybe like, even just give Man Spider sentience, like a sentient Man Spider would be probably pretty cool. Oh, that would be so sick! He's just like, I got this! And just yeah. like... Just hulking out on people? I'm yeah. not gonna eat that. <laughs> <laughs> Points at Fisk. <laughs> <laughs> um, you're right. I, I would have pictured them teleporting Spider Carnage to the base and all the Spider-Men just hug him. Aww. And that's the end of the episode. Just like, we love <laughs> you, buddy. Good. It's saved by it. <laughs> the power of love. That's the power of love. They're all like, we're here for you, my friend. And then, ta-da. Instead, we get no, no power Spider-Man uh, teleported in. And then he gets wrecked. Yeah, <laughs> They send him over there. I'm like, wait a minute. It's like practically killing the Beyonder to do that, to teleport <laughs> loser Spider-Man yeah. in there. Like, he could have taken a cab. He had the time. <laughs> just just get an Uber. It'll be okay, buddy. Like, right? sent him at the beginning. Uh, and then Madam Webb's like, if he fails, all is lo- Oh, there he is. He's getting torn apart by Carnage. Let, God damn yeah. it. <laughs> Literally all seconds right. later. Yeah. All right, pack it up. We're done here. Just like, <laughs> see ya. Oh, man. And they're like, they start lowering the antenna here uh, as the as the bomb is, uh, is getting ready to deploy. Spider-Man just looks at it and he's like, <laughs> Look, we've run out of time. Let's surrender, actually. <laughs> just, uh, <laughs> we're, we're out of time. Uh, but no, it, it is nice that the powerless Spider-Man saves him, even though he causes Kingpin to run straight into the wall like Hammerhead. <laughs> So then they cut to the Beyonder being like super power drained or whatever. And then he goes and says, If Spider-Man prevails and we survive, tell him the Beyonder said. Sorry, I fucked up your life. (laughs) (laughs) And then, of course, it's a classic Futurama one. Tell him the Beyonder says, hello. He just, he's like, here, give him this. And it's a, it's an explanation of his hair care routine. <laughs> How to get that look. 
it's a it's a signed headshot. Like, see you in the beyond. Yeah. And he's, <laughs> like, he's like standing. It's glamour. He's standing next to a tiger for some reason. <laughs> he's wearing the outfit. I thought he was gonna go tell him thanks because I hear that's what they do here in this universe. Yeah, Bye. it goes full Nick Fury, right? Yeah, perfect. So they end. They kind of end the scene here with. Uh, you guys can tell me, was the Beyonder ripped to shreds by Man Spider? I mean, <laughs> yeah. I feel like once he gets him back to his home dimension, he's got his powers again. Yeah. So he's probably like, he jumps over there. He Man Spider looks around confused, and then he snaps his fingers again, and Man Spider gets that sentience, and then they're just like sitting on a beach for like having drinks. Like he's got margaritas in all their hands. He's just like... Right. You know, four pairs of sunglasses on Man Spider. They're like, it's cool, bro. It's cool. And they're like, we got to sit this one out. It's not our time. Couldn't be under have cured his mutation disease before this whole fucking thing started. I mean, he could. I think Beyonder was like, I can change you back to a man. And then Man Spider's like, actually, can you just keep the other arms, though? I don't want to mutate anymore, but I've grown attached to the package that i have wow. <laughs> so he's just a normal dude with six arms da, 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 da. six organic arms oh <laughs> well powerless spider-man here is no match for spider cartage and the kingpin understandably but he tries to talk reason into the crime lord and the other spider-men back him up re-explaining the plot that spider carnage doesn't want to take over people's minds he wants to end all of existence Seeing no profit in Annihilation, Kingpin switches teams, and together they manage to subdue their foe long enough to deactivate the Vortex. Spider Carnage nabs the Time Dilation Accelerator and disappears into a portal, but the bomb is still ticking, and before they can deactivate it, an explosion levels the building. <gasps> I know, right? Kingpin's like, a bomb? I mean, sure, when he said, wipe their minds and bodies, I thought it was just a figure of speech. <laughs> Spider Carnage line reads are so great. The way he so. says he starts to get mad that they're all like, they're all chiming in. So uh, Kingpin here goes and says, "I shall rip this imposter limb from limb for causing us a delay." So why didn't he just start ripping them limb from limb? I mean, they already show that they're good with murdering Smythe in the Tilt a Whirl. Like, so why not show this? <laughs> I don't know. Death by Tilt a Whirl. <laughs> How does he know that uh, this guy's an imposter? Like he has no information about that. Or is that right, just yeah. how riled up he gets whenever something is delayed? Like, he's murdered waiters at Applebee's when his jalapeno <laughs> poppers took too long. <laughs> Guys, he's he can't he knows he can't destroy the electronics in front of him because that's his mind control device. Right, so he's right. like, crush the human being, I guess. Yeah, I gotta smash something. It's a it's a hell of a woe is me speech here from Spider Carnage. Ever since that spider bit me, the world has misunderstood me and tormented me. Now it's my turn. I'm gonna obliterate you all. If this Peter Parker had just got really into like nine inch nails, dyed his hair, maybe landed a big titty goth girlfriend, reality could have been a lot more stellar. <laughs> Oh, yeah. You mean He's, like Tobey Maguire and Spider-Man 3? Yeah, but with like a big titty goth girlfriend. That is key to the point, Peter. Yeah, you gotta get the BTGG. <laughs> <laughs> okay, fair. Uh, so Spider-Carnage, when he's fighting Kingpin, activates the timer, and then our Spider-Man and 
um, Scarlet Spider like split up. And then he goes, powerless Spider-Man. You keep your head down and stay out of trouble. That I can do. And thank God he did that. Because I was half expecting him to be like, it's my turn to help out again. Like they always do in shows where it's not your business. Like you can't help. Just fucking stay hidden. And he did it. Well, I was watching this and I'm like, well, well, well. If it isn't a timer in a Spider-Man cartoon, (laughs) really come full circle. Did I time it? Yes, I did. Uh, But it was kind of confusing, actually. That's great that you mentioned that time, Kevin, because I wrote down, why is it 20 minutes? That doesn't make Kevin happy. (laughs) (laughs) Uh Uh-oh, we're going to be hearing about that. (laughs) (laughs) I just wrote, son of a bitch. (laughs) It didn't work out. Um, he starts this thing up and it looks like it's either 20 seconds or 20 minutes. It's pretty unclear. I think it's 20 minutes. It, it seems like it's 20 minutes because it drops to 1959 in the one second where it's shown. So you're like, oh, okay, 20 minutes. That seems excessive. And then when they show it yeah. 12 seconds later, it's down to 1410, which doesn't make sense yeah. either way. And then when they come back a third time after 40 seconds have elapsed, it's down to three seconds on the clock. So I guess a wizard did it or like a sorcerer <laughs> supreme or something. <laughs> oh, man. I mean, to be Big Willie, though, here out cold on his back, desperately clicking to life, <laughs> struggling to battle through his sleep apnea without a CPAP machine. Oh, God. You can just hear him like. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah, he is. Why did they animate him breathing so heavily? It's... He's struggling. <laughs> He's heaving just <gasps> it's because he can't breathe on his back it's like a whale that's come out of the beach it's, it's like i thought they were gonna fucking jurassic park triceratops seen it like <laughs> listens to it and just feels the push yeah yeah he's okay he's still alive i i do like that they solve this puzzle by just ripping a piece right out of the machinery like crit one for investigation at 20 for strength Yep. I always find it kind of stupid how in movies and TV they have these super complicated machines uh, that can't be disarmed just by breaking them. It's obviously going to be super sensitive. It does something nothing else in the world can do. Right? Just like, and of course, when you're going and making these one of a kind pieces of machinery, you always make sure it's resilient to any bugs or defects. Yeah. And it doesn't have a hair trigger. This yeah. one's actually made correctly, to your point, Peter, last week. Yeah. yeah. I like that, like, okay, yeah, the bomb is just a regular bomb now. It's going to keep going off. Like, that'll blow up the building. But, like, the portal thing is is sensitive. Like, that makes total sense to me. Although I would have liked <laughs> Spider-Man just rolls up with his science voice and be like, hmm, seems like this programming needs to be rebooted. Just start stomping on it. Yep, that's how I do my job. Do you guys notice how the portal gun is now super portable? Oh! <laughs> I guess Green Goblin went and made it even smaller and pocket sized. <laughs> yeah, yep. I guess. As long as he can still turn it on. Turn it on. Turn it on. Turn it on. <laughs> Why didn't Spider Carnage put himself, give himself like tentacle harnesses? Like the suit like grabs it and is like, all right, yeah. chest piece. That's Makes his what own I wanted baby to Bjorn. see. Yeah. Well, he just, just like pieces out. He's just like, got it. Okay, bye. <laughs> see ya. I'll see you. Well, I guess he knows that the bomb's still going off, so fair. Well, just like this podcast, the Spider Crew and Big Willie Fisk aren't dead yet, having been rescued by Madam Web. 
While all of reality is safe for the moment, Webb has them behold that Spider Carnage has traveled to another reality to try and finish his work. They realize it's Armored Spidey's universe, but with him too paralyzed and Webb having only enough power to send one person, our Spider-Man Prime steps up. Spidey is hurled once again through the multiverse, but this time he's truly on his own. Everyone's like, yay, you did it! And Spider Prime's like, all right, where's the Beyonder? That guy owes me a 2-4. <laughs> where's the Beyonder? I have that $5 I owe him. <laughs> he said he had to go back to her uh, home dimension. The strain was too much on his powers. His sexual powers. Dude, could barely keep it up. No, seriously, though. Beyonder's dying wish was for her to tell him <laughs> that he thanks him, and Madame Webb just fucking doesn't. He's <laughs> like, ask her. <laughs> I'll Beyonder. get to it later. Yeah, she's like, nah, fuck it. <laughs> I don't feel like it. She's like, I win. She's very proud of herself <laughs> that this old crone could still bring people home. <laughs> then she has the energy to teleport Wilson Fisk twice here <laughs> and the rest of the spider squad back to their own dimensions. But she just lets the Beyonder kill himself <laughs> doing this shit. Like, what is wrong with you? Ma- Madam Webb's just very spiteful. <laughs> she's all about herself. She's like, mm. Also, she saved Fisk, and then she's going to send him to jail with no evidence. So, like, how is that going right? to stick? And also, New York City is abandoned, so is he just going to starve until the cops come back? Like, they get back in two weeks, and they're like, wait, who's this slim pin? And why does he look like the dean from Community? And then, like, what about all the goons that are in the building? And Smythe in the fucking back-destroying machine? And the two goblins they glued to the ground with a fuck ton of webbing? I guess they're just going to die. Well, I mean, Smythe already died. He's, like, splattered all over the walls. <laughs> the Green Goblin's like, what's that noise? <laughs> and the fucking place explodes. Even if there were cops, they just walk in up to the jail cell going, Wilson Fisk, is he the kingpin? Wilson Fisk? Oh, the kingpin of crime. Oh, you mean the kingpin of crime. <laughs> yeah, you know, uh, kingpin. And, you know, or the Slim kingpin's pin. gonna be locked in there for weeks and all you hear is just a dog barking in the distance. Ooh. Fuck off. <laughs> uh, Madam Webb gets a quick beholding in here. Behold, I'm sending him to a jail. Because she, she can't go without it. <laughs> and uh, she shows them that's like, oh, yeah, this is uh, this is Armored Spiders fans universe. And <laughs> for some reason, when he pipes up here, it feels so it feels like his voice has got even more badly since it's paralyzing. <laughs> Wait a minute, that's my world! I've gotta go back! Oh, I'm looking for the wizard! <laughs> They're like, oh, where is he? And Mano Web's like, I am trying to search through infinity. Really, she's doing that thing where you're like not just not feeling it today and you can't add two and two without using your phone's calculator. You're just like, I fucking don't know. <laughs> like, it's very clear where he is. And you're just like, ah, I just don't. I, I'm, I'm everywhere else today. I don't know what it is. <laughs> uh, give me a second. Give me a second. We're, we're trying to save reality. She's like, I know, I know. Calm down. Yeah. Calm down. Just listen, I didn't get any morning booze. <laughs> she's like hair of the dog. She cracks open just like. Yeah. Uh, don't judge me. Just does a bump. I also love that uh, they're like, oh, I can only send one of you. And Scarlet Spider and Unpowered Spider just like <laughs> looking in other directions. But what? Ox Spidey is like, I get to kill another villain and maybe take a shit. Send me. 
<laughs> they should have called him the vulture. <laughs> vulture spider. Yeah. <laughs> he's, he's pillaging all the dead bodies. I, I took it as like, of course Doc Ock would volunteer. What problem can't be fixed with a sweet pair of sunglasses? And four metallic arms. And four metallic arms. I don't know why the glasses are connected to the arms, but whatever. I think they're not fused to his spine and he needs the, because they have little things on him. I think he needs them to control the arms. I think, I think it's also in case you don't lose them. You know, he he turns quickly. He's not a librarian. (laughs) Yeah, he's a librarian. (laughs) He's a nerd. I thought uh, on the topic of Doc Spider, uh, I was like Doc Ock, Doc Spider. Doc Spider, like at the at the cottage. Yeah, Spider Doc Ock, Doc Ock Spider. Uh, I thought he was gonna pull the old "Wow, I guess you were the most powerful of us all" to the Spider Man with no powers because he technically yeah. saved the day. That would have been very comic booky. That's what I thought would happen as well. He's got the biggest heart and the biggest dong. Fair enough. Doc Ox buddy is kind of a dick here, though. Good luck. Something tells me you're going to need it. Fuck you. Shut up. He doesn't even offer his four arms. It could take those yeah. off and give them over, but nah, I guess no. not. Well, he just got them fresh from a battle with Dr. Octopus, so. I just got Remember them the way I like Remember last him. time he ripped them out of his spine? <laughs> he just got them souvenir. buffed, too. Yeah. Like, they're clean. They're chromed. Spider-Man finds himself in an unscathed New York City, and while it looks close to the one he remembers, the people are very different. They line the streets to cheer for him, and it's clear that this universe's Spider-Man was living the good life. He arrives at the tower that's named after him and runs into one Gwen Stacy, apparently his fiance. Spidey tries to play it cool, failing spectacularly at the task, but in doing so, he learns that tonight they're holding a gala in his honor. Unfortunately, he'll be missing the festivities as he rushes off in search of spider carnage. So, uh, Peter's just, uh, swinging around, seeing the people love him. It's cluing into him again that in this reality, he's a multi-billionaire. And then he swings into the lab and sees how hot his fiance is. Ah, guys, I'm staying. <laughs> yeah, I'm good here. I'm good here. Like, sorry, armored Spider-Man. <laughs> his, his reaction is kind of the opposite of that. Like, he, he sees this this lady and he, he kind of like freaks out. Whoa, wait, stop. But this woman rolls up looking like the love child of Mary Jane and Black Cat, which is something I'd pay to see made, by the way. And he's like, I better put a stop to this. Fucking roll with it. Get a blowy to clear your head while you're on your way. I don't know, man. Just improv. Yes, and this woman. Yes, and. He's never been good at improv. Like, listen, Peter. Yeah, she comes in and, you know, you pretend like you don't have amnesia and she's got to teach you. Oh, I have this weird case of sex amnesia. (laughs) Yeah, She comes in and she's all like, what the fuck? I'm sorry, Miss Peter. Now is not the time to role play the big hero and damsel in distress. And she's like, all right, well, you know what? Just keep the dress clean of webs. Let's go. Quick five minutes. Yeah. She's been through this before. Yeah, yeah. She's, she knows the routine. Uh, a, hey, Kevin, you made a good point. I didn't put two and two together. That She's basically like got the jagged bangs of Mary Jane, but the blonde hair of Felicia. You will not let those bangs go, eh? No. Nor should she. 
Um, crimes have been committed on that woman's forehead, <laughs> and not just by Peter Parker, the Bawuga. Bawuga. Uh, I should mention that Gwen Stacy is played here by Mary Kay Bergman, who has an impressive set of credits, including secondary characters for many of the 90s Disney films, uh, Dr. Blight on Captain Planet, the original voice of Timmy Turner from Fairly Odd Parents, and basically every single female voice on South Park from the beginning until her suicide in 1999. An absolute talent and uh, very tragic. She does some good work here. Yeah, now, now I just yeah I just looked her up and I do remember she did a bunch of stuff with uh, South Park. Yeah, she was she uh, was in the movie too, so she like yeah, was yeah. like singing that shit, which is not easy to do, especially Sheila Broflovsky. <laughs> what? what, what? <laughs> yeah, she does her. She yeah. does everyone. Uh, they Times had to, like, bring have in, like, changed. <laughs> they had to bring in like five people to do all the voices when uh, when she was gone. Yeah. Well, at that point, at that point, you're kind of like, OK, can you do the best impression of what this person did? And maybe one person couldn't do them all, you know? Yeah, absolutely. You can't just and, get Dan Castellaneta to do everything. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, the way uh, she says, wait right here. Wait right here. Sounds like immediately hearkened me back to late night pizza. Late night pizza. Late night pizza. Late night pizza. You know, that just might do the trick. Well, Spidey doesn't have sex with his incredibly hot girlfriend and instead decides to search the building, finding no sign of spider carnage. However, he does run into a giant Spider-Man robot. Spider Carnage then orders it to attack our hero, but the voice recognition is a two-way street, and Spidey issues conflicting orders, causing it to explode. Realizing his quarry must be nearby, Spidey prepares to search again, but is distracted by none other than Mary Jane Watson, who just kind of wandered away from the party. Peter finds himself unable to control his feelings at seeing his missing love, but this MJ is only confused by his reaction, and maybe a little creeped out. So this robot actually reminds me of the one in... Um into the Spider-Verse. Yeah, kind of. Which was originally from comics uh, Spider-Geddon, I believe. Uh, and it's kind of like the robot is based off of the robot uh, that Penny Parker uses, which was oh, created yeah. by Gerard Way. Oh! Vero. Hey, Umbrella Academy, what's up? It's kind of a... It's kind of Iron giant -y. Yeah, that too. I thought it was going to be a spider. The way he says, I have a giant spider robot, I was like, oh, it's going to be like a fucking slayer. But well, no. Yeah. You think that this guy would go and make something that wasn't the splitting image of himself, how fucking conceited he is? Yeah, that's a good, that's a good point. point, Peter. Like, uh, you should see the fucking crotch rocket on this guy. <laughs> <laughs> on this robot. I was like, I saw it. I'm like, well, if it isn't Chekhov's giant death robot, if you mention a giant spider robot in the first half of a two-parter, you better pay it off by the second. So as uh, Spider-Man Prime here is wrestling with this robot, he goes and says, Wait, on the side of its head. Those look like sonic receivers. You mean ears? You couldn't <laughs> yeah, have said maybe. ears? <laughs> like, it's a kid show. Just it say ears. Like I know. It looks like he's wearing like wireless earbuds. And if we were a more <laughs> successful podcast, this would be a perfect time for an ad plug like Fisk Con earbuds. I only handle the beats, but like <laughs> we're not. And this isn't so fuck it. Uh, the robot just is like <laughs> Spider Carnage yells robot. And I wanted him to go. It's Mr. Robot. OK. First of all, oh. well, he's not an autistic Egyptian. <laughs> Second of all, 
I liked the argument between the two of them. It just devolved into spider carnage yelling. Um. <laughs> like <laughs> yeah. <that. laughs> I don't get the uh, like. How the fuck do they expect us to believe that the robot understands spider carnage's voice? Like. My yeah. fucking Google Home confuses me and the TV sometimes. And this thing? Yeah. Like, go fuck off. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I remember trying to, like, my dad buying some uh, voice recognition software way back, like, years and years ago in, like, the early 2000s. And you had to basically read half a novel for it yep. to understand anything that you would say. Yeah. And then, even then, it was kind of shit. Like, it was not great. I wish it was just like, because the robot's like, pick him up, put him down, pick him up, put him down. <laughs> He's just like, robot, what else can you do? Are you a pleasure model? <laughs> and it's like, uh-oh, and he explodes. I was just wondering, are you by chance a pleasure model? So this scene here is the classic, like, give the robot, like, contradictory orders or give them really quickly and it's going to explode. Because that's, yep. that's what happens. It's classic cartoon. Yeah. Just like the fucking spider slayer, the, the scorpion spider slayer. Like, Arr. what if it bursts into flames? And it turns out like, oh, this isn't actually a robot. The guy wasn't that smart. And inside is like just an old guy trying to operate all with gears and, and levers and shit. <laughs> Burns to death. It's just like, oh, just, God. Ah! <laughs> it's Uncle Ben in there. Just like, no. Simpsons did it, Kevin. Oh, probably. Simpsons did it. So uh, Mary Jane just kind of wandered off from a party and ended up in a massive hangar bay for a giant robot, huh? No need for security here at fucking Peter Parker Enterprises. Nope. Fuck it. Yeah, nope. Guy needs some uh, Leewald up in his front. <laughs> Talk to me, Lee Wald. Yeah, maybe it scanned her, saw that it, she was hot, and just like let her go. Because I bet she built all the scanning tools in uh, yeah. Peter Parker uh, Industries. <laughs> all it does is like it's got this elaborate scanning process, and then it approves her to go through. It didn't check it all for guns. It just has like you know what she looks like without clothes. It just emails it to Peter. He's like, nice, nice, nice. nice. I don't know. I feel like the Spider-Man would cheat on Gwen Stacy. I said it. What? The incredible asshole billionaire? Yeah, I yeah. think he, he probably would. I think he's... Yeah, uh, maybe. You don't know his life. Maybe they're very devout. We kind of know his life, actually. Yeah, he's a huge jerk. But we do get one last Mary Jane. Mary Jane. We do. <laughs> we do, which yeah. is very nice. It was a thirsty Mary Jane, too. Yeah. Is this Mary Jane's voice, like, as normal? Is it, like, the actual actress? It is. It's Saratoga Ballantyne uh, in her last hurrah <laughs> as Mary Jane. But um, yeah, it, it, she's got kind of a valley girl thing going on. She's uh, I don't know. She everything that she's saying here is like stuff she would say uh, when it was our Mary Jane. But like, ironically, like she would make those kind of joke comments. Right. Yeah. And now she's saying them and she fucking means them. Take it easy. You're wrinkling the latest fashion from Paris. And you can tell this is absolutely not the same character, which is pretty good. Like, it's like what I said with Christopher Daniel Barnes last episode. It's impressive to do the same voice for, you know, nearly identical characters and have them come off as different. Yeah, yeah, no, for sure. Just with tone and word choice and stuff. So credit where it's due that it's well done. 
Although Peter's fucking cringe material here. Oh, I, it's I don't so know how bad. It. MJ, don't you remember how much I love you? How much you what? Like, I know it must be hard, dude, but like, fucking, you know, this is what's happening. You are aware of what's happening here. This is not your MJ. <laughs> Hashtag not my MJ. Hashtag not my MJ. This MJ is not ideal for me. Thanks. No. I could t- I could leave this one. I don't want to take this MJ. I'd like to leave her. She's talking about how their clothes are the newest fashion in fucking France or whatever. Like, I saw those at a, like, you know, a gala that you wore like two seasons ago. <laughs> Get the fuck out of here with that. Right? It's the exact same. Like, they could have given her a new dress. They should have given her something cool. They should have given her the, like, sexy tiger outfit she wears for the Craven (laughs) fashion show. That would have been a cool, like, model, sexy. I guess. They could have also just given her the fucking meat dress that Lady Gaga wears. It's like something different. (laughs) The meat dress. <laughs> Rightly so, that she's like, "Who the fuck are you? What is happening?" And he's like, yeah. "Oh, uh, Mary it? Jane, yeah. uh, Mary Jane, Mary Jane, Mary Jane." This sort of reunion is interrupted by a parade of familiar faces, starting with Anna Watson. As expected, reactions and relationships are drastically different here. Anna is starstruck by Peter. Triple J pops in to see his godson, and even Harry Osborne appears to be Peter's best friend. The crowd's fawning is cut short by Wilson Fisk, Spider-Man's lawyer, who escorts him away under the guise of some urgent paperwork. Unfortunately for Peter, this Fisk isn't much better than his own, as Big Willie executes a double cross and takes him prisoner. So Anna Watson interrupts this super awkward, like, ugh, moment. Yeah, we couldn't get through the fucking series without another Anna Watson appearance. She's gushing in more ways than one. She is ready to pimp Mary Jane out to the highest right? bidder. Oh, it's you, Mr. Parker. I had no idea you two were Aunt Anna. It's not what you think. We, we hardly know one another. That's not true. I love you. I am so happy to hear you say that. Come on, Aunt Anna. Whew. <laughs> She's basically like, dear, shut up and open your legs. <laughs> Come on, get us set for life. So without Mary Jane around, Peter's had a bit of a flopperoo for a while now, right? Oh, my God. Oh! What the fuck is this Mary Jane smoking here? (laughs) I don't know, but I want some. She goes and says, And without me there, it's bound to be a flopperoo. Ciao, Tiger. Catch you on the upswing. Get fucked. That wasn't even cool in the 90s. Fuck, why didn't we think of catch you on the upswing? That's a great ending. Uh, Well, we can use it this time. No, we're using the one ending. It is over. Oh, Write it yes. down. Uh, yeah, I I guess it's to show that this is the party girl, MJ. I hate it. Thanks. Uh, but yeah. what I don't hate is Gwen <laughs> flying in here like, what the fuck was that? And then you're like, oh, God, sitcom hijinks are abound. Christopher Daniel Barnes's line read. Just cut it in. It, the voice cracks and everything. Care to explain what that was all about? Gwen! Did I hear correctly? No. You love that Watson woman? Let me explain. He doesn't owe this woman anything, but you can tell he's just ruined someone's life. Yeah. <laughs> this armored Spider-Man's probably like, oh, fuck this guy. Yeah, like, I don't know why gives a shit. Well, all of these other people show up here, and, like... The voices here are great. Like, Robbie is so excited for no reason. <laughs> hey, everybody, we found him. Yeah. Hey, everybody, we found him. <laughs> so <laughs> fucking like, oh, boy. Like, 
And then JJ comes in here. He's like angling for a full lip kiss for some reason. Yeah, because he's his godfather. Yeah, you got to give him the full on kiss on the lips. He like comes in, the in old country. real hot. Like it's he's European. Yeah. <laughs> Harry sounds like he's fucking wine drunk. You know, Peter, he's always full of surprises. Why don't shut up, Harry? I liked you better when you're drawing effigies of me with your own feces at the nut house. <laughs> Actually, my my theory is that they were all getting wasted on like past apps and champagne flutes. Obviously. And they're just coming in like gala. Yeah, they're coming in. Woo! Fucking Liz Allen and Deborah Whitman are in the background being seen and not heard. <laughs> wow. I didn't even know that that was Liz. I'm just like, who the fuck is that with Deborah? I had completely the, forgotten about Liz. The woman with the hatchet face and the fucking full rose in her hair. I thought it was Cecily. I thought they were bringing her back. <laughs> Cecily's Sorry. growing out her hair. Yeah, I was real surprised when I saw that. <laughs> <laughs> I was real surprised. Well, I wasn't because it was clearly their wedding outfits that they've just reused. Yeah, everyone's just wearing their wedding clothes. It's cool. Well, Mary Jane's reusing her outfit, so I guess it's allowed. Yeah, but there's only fair. one uh, designer in all of reality. And then we get Wilson Fisk showing up here. And uh, just Spider-Man. before you get to that, Kevin, can I just note the fucking brick house that Wilson Fisk is when he enters? That doorway <laughs> oh just God. let five people in. Yeah. And then he takes it all up. <laughs> How are you even bigger here? <laughs> it doesn't make any sense. You should be thin pin, you're right. Spider-Man's like, wow. As Mr. Parker's lawyer, there are a few important legal papers that he must sign. The kingpin is my lawyer? Cut to Wilson Fisk on the rooftops of New York in <laughs> skin-tight red leather. Like, How do you like my friend? Dare me. Pretty sexy, huh? <laughs> Actually, in this reality, he specializes in constitutional law to That's save right. people from treason. That's right. <laughs> <Fucking> treason. <laughs> oh, man. I also love that throughout this entire sequence, Peter's making zero effort to disguise his facial expressions. He's a blank <laughs> slate for anybody to read. Yeah, he's just like, what the fuck? <laughs> like making, he is angry. Fa- he goes the full gamut. And he's just like, what the fuck? <laughs> he's shocked and aroused. I don't know, yeah. Keep it a little closer to the chest. So then they go to Peter's office. Mm-hmm. Or at least I assume it's Peter's office to go and like sign some documents or whatever. And then the office chair goes and grabs Peter and then pulls him into some secret passage. But like, if you think about it, this was peter's office and chair did spider carnage install that stuff i don't know or did armored spider-man have that in his chair and yes i know maybe it's a sex thing (laughs) it's probably a sex thing just to be clear we're okaying the sex thing if it's a consent he could have gotten out of this immediately if he knew the safe word oh (laughs) yeah he doesn't say pineapple so it's fine (laughs) I haven't seen a trap chair like that since Jigsaw got locked up at Baby Joe's. Yeah, that's true. Wow. Really digging back, eh? That's how you make a news mound float. That's right. I saw this and I'm like, huh, an untrusty lawyer. What are the odds? Oh, there it is. <laughs> got him. Lawyer humor. The boomers will love us. Spider-Man is taken in front of Spider-Carnage, who once again has duped a Wilson Fisk into a foolish collaboration with lies about world domination. 
Spider Carnage heads down to the party to assume Peter Parker's identity and stall while he enacts his plan, leaving Spider-Man trussed up and helpless. However, Gwen Stacy is nobody's fool, and she arrives to save her fiancé using a tracking device he apparently invented. Classic Kingpin here, only trust Spider Carnage. I once again wish to hear from Spider Carnage. <laughs> Spider Carnage has explained everything to me about the alternate dimension. Seriously though, how is Spider Carnage not figuring this shit out? He's jumping between universes. It's not that confusing. Why is he still calling... Like, Spider-Man is clone. He's, he knows right? he's not his clone, right? Well, yeah, the sheer fact that he's going through universes. He jumped through the portal. He's using the portal. He's not dumb. Like, why are you doing this? And why is he slimy? He even says it. He wants to ignore the slimy clone, Fisk. But then, like, Wilson Fisk goes and says, Using him to replace you. He and I can take over all Peter Parker's resources and rule this empire together. How the fuck do you plan on not letting the crazy show, buddy? Because <laughs> you're having a tough time with that. Oh, yeah, man, it is evident. out on full display at all times. <laughs> He's just going to be a silent Peter Parker. Also, the villains say, Now, what is our next step? Let us join the party as if everything is normal. We can eliminate him later tonight. Uh, why is that the next step? Fucking kill him now. <laughs> kill him now. Just, just kill him now. He's sitting in a chair. I have a gun in my room. Bow, bow. Let's go kill him. Like, like I don't, am I crazy? What part of keeping him alive is necessary? That's just what they do. <laughs> then webbing his face, just. Yeah, I don't know. Like, just Ugh. kill, like, kill Peter right here and then kill Wilson Fisk, too. Just kill them both if you're spider card. Yeah, he doesn't need Wilson Fisk in any of this. <laughs> well, you know. needed him to capture Spider-Man. Yeah, it was a way to get Spider-Man captured. That's fine, but like Carnage should just be like, I'm not going to give a fucking speech. <laughs> I'm just going to kill you and then get no. to work. No, no, no. Guys, that's how he gets defeated. He has a crippling fear of public speaking. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Uh, hello, what, everyone. Thanks for being here. And that's what breaks Spider Carnage. You all get what you deserve. deserve. Every one of you. After their big, hey, this is our plan, and we're going to web Spider-Man in the face and leave, they close the door, and I shit you not, one second goes by. <laughs> like, did yeah. Gwen Stacy pass them in the hallway? Like, Oh, hey, I think it's I think based on what she says here, it like t a bunch of time did elapse. They just <laughs> didn't do a very good job of expressing that. On that the show. should have been a commercial break. Yeah. That's like, a good point. Like something to give it to give it that that feeling. But based on her her dialogue here, um, it seems like she talked to the spider carnage, Peter, and like she even realizes that this Peter Parker is not her fiance either. How did you know that Peter Parker downstairs wasn't me? He's as nutty as a fruitcake. A girlfriend notices little things like that. So the spider tracker, so the heartbeat right. tracker is nowhere, right? That's what we're taking out of it? No, the heartbeat tracker works on both of them because they're both just, they are him. They are Peter Parker's. So it still works on them. But she's like, this is too weird. Something's going on. And now there's two Peter Parker's. Obviously, something weird is happening, and neither one is is the one I know. Right. 
Right. She's just, she's not stupid. She's just like, this is weird. Something's going on. I got to get to the bottom of it, which I like that she, they made her kind of smart. I, I like <laughs> that they, she rips the webbing off his face. And I was like, oh, is that like duct tape where he's going to go, oh, like, like, I get super mad because it hurts. Wouldn't you think that he would go and put in a special, like, enzyme there that it dissolves based off his own saliva in case he was ever in this situation? That's Batman level, like, thinking, man, I don't, I don't think he's ever gotten that far, you know, the chemistry of it. Plus, if it dissolved with saliva, that would really take out a lot of no, the fun. No, his saliva. That. Oh, okay. His yeah, not still. just saliva. No, still, still. <laughs> so then Gwen here goes and shows him this like heart tracker that she has, and she's like, "Something my bow whipped up, so we'd never be apart." Could you have chosen a more '90s phrase to use for your boyfriend? Yeah, like if it was done now, it would have said, "Oh, my bay, like rip, whip this up." No, I like that she hovers over him. She's like, all right, listen, I figured all this shit out already. I'm way beyond you. Let's let's just get you that handy. And then it's right to stopping the villains, as is our tradition. (laughs) As is is our tradition. And you don't fucks with tradition. Look, it clears his head. I, I, he says it works. He's like, well, you know, all right, well, I'm just, uh, <laughs> when in Rome. <laughs> Armored spiders just seething in the other dimension. Like, Ugh! no, what if he's like, yeah, that's how it goes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, she's right. And then Gwen Stacy goes and says, it can find his heartbeat from a million miles away. So I have my own little jigsaw Jameson kind of moment here. Jigsaw Jameson is back. The Earth is only about 40,000 kilometers around or 24,000 miles for you weirdos. Um, So obviously she's using hyperbole, right? Unless he's routinely heading to the moon without like telling her and she's like, I've had enough of this. I need a tracker. (laughs) Is the moon even a million within a million miles away? Um, It is only 384,000 kilometers away. Oh. Jesus. What is a million miles away? <laughs> Mars is farther than that. 217 million kilometers. So that's no bueno. Yeah, that's like five miles away, right? <laughs> let's not stop. Let's stop looking up space facts. Sorry. <laughs> well, handy or not, once freed, Spider-Man heads to the party to confront his doppelganger. A brawl begins with the evil Peter revealing himself and reverting to his symbiote form to overpower his enemy. While this gives him the upper hand, the trap is sprung when Gwen Stacy lays into him with a sonic blaster. Unfortunately, Big Willie involves himself, allowing Spider Carnage to take Gwen captive, swinging off while vowing to destroy everybody. Naturally, Spider-Man takes to his webs in hot pursuit. Uh, Spider Carnage, like we just talked about, fucking failing at hiding the insanity inside. Can't stop making those ominous threats, huh, (laughs) buddy, for five seconds. And I just want to say that I intend to see that you all get from me what you deserve. (laughs) It's that thing he was saying. (laughs) (laughs) But then Spider Carnage goes and, like, rage quits the speech after, like... (laughs) All that hot webbing gets thrown at him. (laughs) (laughs) He gets doused in hot webbing. (laughs) Yeah, just starts screaming. And then (laughs) they start fighting here. And like, I just love the voices being yelled over the the, over this fight, like with like Harry Osborne and other people. (laughs) Just just so fucking idiotic. There's two of them and they're going to tear each other apart. Oh, my God. They're on a crab dip. (laughs) Shut up. (laughs) 
Shut up and flee for your lives, you assholes. Why is nobody fleeing? This place is too nice. So, like, they also go and say, like, oh, there's two of them. I'm yeah. pretty sure one is quite distinct from the other. That you don't have to say there's two of them. There's two of them, comma, and one is a horrible monster. <laughs> right? That is how that sentence ends. Full stop. But then Gwen Stacy comes here and yep. shoots Spider Carnage with, I guess, Sonic S- Blaster. <laughs> Should I try the Sonic Blaster? And then Kingpin just walks over. He's like, no. was she not holding on to the gun at all (laughs) like he just no like doesn't put any effort there's no struggle just yoink i love that she's wielding this massive sonic weapon but didn't switch out of this evening gown like all the people around her have this what the fuck is that look on their faces which is fantastic where did she hide the gun like, was it, like, up her dress or something? And she whoosh, whipped it out? I don't know. I get the feeling that she's used to this shit because she's laying into him and the, her expression is so deadpan. She's like, yeah, just taking out the trash. Nothing to see here. <laughs> taking out the trash. This is what you got to do with the Sonic Blaster. <laughs> with great Sonic Blaster comes great responsibility. <laughs> but it's cool that she's included in this plan. Like, uh, she didn't just spring him from the trap earlier. She also helped solve this problem a bit. Like, it doesn't work out, but, you know, you get the feeling that Spider-Man learned his lesson yeah. about getting help when, when he needs it wherever he can. Turns out she'd be an adequate sidekick, if not a great sidekick. I'm Team Gwen Stacy. Fuck everybody I else. Know. She's doing pretty great out there, making a name for herself. So, like, Spider-Man just, like, freaks out here. <laughs> He's just like, I'm going to kill you all. I'll show you! I'll destroy you all! And if anyone follows me, she'll be the first to go! And Fisk is like, hey, what? (laughs) (laughs) I have a question. What? And also, huh? (laughs) Destroy us all? All? Like me too? Yeah, it's like one line that made Kingpin realize he was wrong. And I'm like, my God, he's dumb. Yeah. Thank God for that Thank ass. God for Thank that God ass. for that ass. <laughs> it's kind of a nothing threat, though, that uh, Carnage throws out because he says he's going to kill Gwen if they follow him. But, like, he's going to kill everybody if he doesn't. So it's not really a threat. Like, yeah. So after he swings off, you know, the guests are just going to stay and party. Bar's still open. And the way I see it is <laughs> to get back at Armored Spider-Man, Spider-Prime's just like, Run up his tab, guys. He's a billionaire. He doesn't care. Well, then it just flash cuts to Harry doing lines of coke off Deborah's boobs. Flashes two fisting champagne bottles. Triple. Wait, are, they J- going, are they like a foursome now? No, like everybody. I just I don't know what other character names are. Tri- Triple J and Robbie are just going shot for shot. The ties are around their heads. <laughs> like, I mean, that'd be fun and I'd like to participate, but. I don't think it's going to ruin him. He's He's got money. Spider-Man does get a little dig in here at Fisk as he swings away uh, to go help, yeah, which I enjoyed. He's so over this horse hockey. You were tricked, Fisk. Not for the first time, either. And you don't understand why that's a burn, but it is. You fat fuck. <laughs> <laughs> you fat fuck. <laughs> just... <laughs> All right, the first one didn't cut as well, so I'm going to just call you a fat fuck and see ya. What? No! 
As Spider-Man chases Spider-Carnage, he decides to use a different strategy, understanding his enemy, and indeed himself, rather than fighting him. This is met with confusion by the other Spider-Men and no small amount of pride from Madam Web as they watch from the wings. Spidey catches up with Spider-Carnage, who has been busy reprogramming the device to create portals capable of destroying anything that enters them, preparing to erase the entire planet. In an attempt to finally get through to his darker self, our Peter reveals a plan of his own, getting some help from this universe's very much alive Uncle Ben Parker. So Spider-Man here goes and says, I have to remember that my enemy here is me. Maybe I shouldn't be trying to defeat him. Maybe what I need to do is understand him. It's like, I have to remember my enemy is me. Maybe what I should be trying to do is join him. That'll work. No, wait, understand him. That's what I should do. Yes. One of the two. <laughs> but Spider-Man's realization here is pretty good, but it's very strange that they try to jazz up his thinking with their action scene music. <laughs> like, yeah. it's action thinking. <laughs> Guys, you can trust us to not be bored by this if you give us a minute of, of, of reasoning. It's okay. Like, we don't need, we don't need that. And then he even is in the thinking pose, the classic thinker. Yeah. I mean, I, I really like this idea, like this concept uh, that he's using his mind and, 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 and thinking through and knowing himself and knowing his opponent. But like, but hasn't that been like the theme of so many other fucking episodes? Yeah. And he <laughs> learned from them. Finally, finally. It's almost like he has a character arc. But you know who else is probably very proud of Spider-Man is Madam Web just sitting there grinning from ear to ear, super smug, like. Yeah, I taught him that. <laughs> Armored Spider can't fucking believe it, though. He's just like, dude, if you let her give you one of her patented mouth hugs, you'd do anything to save her. Armored Spider dropping one of my favorite line reads in the whole episode. Why isn't he trying to save my girlfriend? What's wrong with him? Excuse me, go save my girlfriend. What the fuck? <laughs> He's so... <Yeah. laughs> like... <laughs> You're so dumb. <laughs> Spider-Man shows up. And it's like, uh, you know, spider carnage dangles Gwen over the thing. He's like, oh, I said I would kill her if you came. It's like, again, yeah, that's not really a threat here. And in fact, she doesn't really do anything. I'm not really sure why she was abducted for the purposes of the plot. You know, she doesn't help. And like she does ask what his plan is here, but. He ends up explaining it to Spider-Man anyway, so who cares? It's it's very odd. If anything, it also makes the scene more awkward because, like, Gwen knows this dimension's Uncle Ben, I imagine. And then it's yeah. kind of this dynamic of, like, oh, hey, Gwen, sorry I wasn't invited to the gala opening. Like, what is the <laughs> relationship here? Like... Yeah, based on the fact that he's not wearing any, like, fancy wedding-style clothes, I guess he didn't get invited. Like, what kind of piece of shit is this Armored Spider? Like, Uncle Ben shows up, he's like, well, I got my finest pressed slacks. Only these responsible-looking chinos can calm this fractured psyche. And this, like, blue-collar, literally, denim shirt. Like, did he get this Uncle Ben sleeping on a lazy boy cracking beers? Like... I maybe having Gwen there just made me like spiral into the dynamics of this reality's relationships. It's a good point because you're also. Yeah. Like, well, is are his parents alive then? Yeah. I, I was wondering the same thing. No, his parents are dead. 
in this version, though. Otherwise, yeah, yeah, no, Armored Spider's parents are dead. Otherwise, oh, no, wait. Yeah, I see what you're saying. Yeah. So, like, maybe in this universe, his parents aren't dead. And this is just a regular uncle. So it's like, <laughs> you know, like your relationship with your uncle, which is like, OK, hey, I'm really not even 100 percent comfortable hugging you at Christmas. Like, <laughs> Sorry, Uncle Dave. I haven't seen you in six months. Hey, like, cool. <laughs> See you at the next wedding and or funeral. I don't know. And like, so yeah, did Spider-Man web sling all the way to Queens to be in the same small townhouse that, again, billionaire Peter Parker lives in, I assume, a penthouse? Like, Yeah, he didn't buy his family anywhere to live. <laughs> right? Piece of shit. Spider-Man's confronting uh, Spider-Carnage here. And I love the, the, the tract that he starts with here, which is You can't do something this horrible. It just isn't in you. You can't do something this horrible. The Fox censors won't allow it. I'm not even allowed to have nipples. <laughs> he thinks we, he can't destroy the world. Isn't that right, Ben Grimm? I'm making <laughs> deep grumpets. <laughs> Put a shirt on. <laughs> Kill it with fire. Kill it with fire. <laughs> it isn't in you. Because it isn't in me. But I could be in you if... You let me and then they just start making out because it's not gay it's masturbation and gwen's true purpose is revealed she likes to watch she's like <laughs> oh fuck? yeah baby she's, it's like oh yeah all right gwenny likey jesus <laughs> so spider carnage here goes and decides instead of destroying every reality uh he's just gonna go and destroy new york and i guess the planet and that's somehow worse it's not worse. It's just he says he's going to do he's going to destroy this planet and then he'll teleport out and he'll just go reality, reality, blowing things up. So in like 10 years, right. he'll make it to the Beyonder, I guess. Yeah, he says like, you know, or he'll figure or he'll just destroy enough that he can make another try. Like he'll 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 just keep wrecking things until until everything is gone one way or another. Because he doesn't have the tech. All he has is the portal gun. He doesn't have the amplifying dish and the bomb and stuff anymore. So he's making do with what he has. Some artisan level destruction. Because everybody will get what they deserve. You know, there's also this this little back and forth here. It's got some pretty good dialogue um, where they're, you know, I, I like the it's not you, it's not me. I like He says, like, I'm more you than you'd ever admit. <laughs> It's the Marvel thing where they always do this, where the villain is basically the same powers as the hero. Yeah. So you get this effect here, which is the idea that had things gone different, um, the villain or the hero could have been the villain of the story. And so yeah. by fighting them, they're confronting that negative aspect, that attribute that they don't like in themselves. Um, like Spider-Man here, you know, it, when he was at his lowest in the series and he wanted to give up. What if things had instead of gotten better had gotten worse? Like what if the guy who killed Uncle Ben also killed Aunt May? Yeah. Maybe Spider-Man would have murdered that guy in the warehouse instead of handing over the cops and he just spirals. You know what I mean? Like there it's it's it sounds cheesy when you first, you know, consider it. But like it is true. And, you know, especially I think you got to give this thing the credit of this happened before all the million Marvel movies where they fight the villains who's who's like the mirror them. You is know? this before? Is it one bad day? Yeah, in the Killing Joke, uh, they it's used. They say it a lot. It, it only takes one bad day to drive you insane. It's a trope of like storytelling in general, 
where it's yeah. like if you go and introduce these different versions of people, like it's not just Marvel that does it, like it like DC does it too. You know, it's in like, recent years, Marvel's made their bank on on just having villains that are basically just the exact same as as the hero, and uh, it, it's very effective. And uh, you know, I, I do like it here; it, it works, and that's really reinforced here with with Uncle Ben showing up. Like it's it's a great move because it's the complete opposite of like Spiner Carnage's reality. Like everything was horrible for him, and here it's all about like love and like the whole idea that oh yeah, love can defeat hate. It's, you know, it's touching. Uh, yeah, it's a very much a in the peak of daytime 90s uh, talk shows. You won't talk to me, but you'll talk to your mom. Let's bring her out for everyone to see. Jerry, 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 Jerry. The way they animate the roof, you have no idea that there is an air conditioning vent, stairwell, whatever, Mysterio's in this episode? <laughs> yeah, and then yeah. literally Spider-Man's like, you know, I know what you need, and just pulls the senior citizen out from behind a box, like, what's behind door number three? It's Uncle, Uncle ben. ben. A brand new car! <laughs> this is your Do you life. want the brand new car? The Uncle Ben, or what's in this mystery box? The box. The box. <laughs> so Uncle Ben reaches out to Spider Cartage and he, he manages to connect to the Peter Parker that's still inside him. And realizing just how unhinged he's become, Peter tries to break his bond with the symbiote, but finds that it's too strong. Out of options, he uses the portal gun to make one last vortex and dives inside, ending his own life. Our Peter is shocked by the turn of events and blames himself for not stopping it, but Uncle Ben consoles him, explaining that some things are beyond his power and responsibility. He lets Peter know that regardless of how they fit together in this crazy multiverse, he's proud of him. It was pretty intense. There were a lot yeah. of emotions. Uh, that Uncle Ben flashback, though. Oh my I God. Just, <laughs> okay. Yeah. I, I'm normally against the gratuitous flashback, but I still laugh every time he yells at a childhood Peter trying to fish. Did you think things were going to be easy, boy? Huh? Did you? Did you think it'd be easy, boy? <laughs> Did you? Like, you couldn't have given him a new fucking scene. Like, I hate that scene, too, because it weirdly cuts off. Like, I never understand the end of it. I, I'm i like, but it doesn't even do the great power. I, I don't know. He ha but I think they wanted to use that. They wanted to make him say it out loud, which they do. It's so true. you can't have it twice. Um, it is great work here from uh, the returning actor, uh, Brian Keith, who plays Uncle Ben. Um, he's done. They, they, they actually got the same guy, so they probably could have done a different flashback scene, which probably would have been nice. But uh, it's also interesting. This was one of his last roles as well. Uh, likely the last thing he recorded uh, before his suicide in 1997 which is a trend I'm not enjoying about these guest stars. Jesus. Um, Jesus, yeah. The animation on the faces is really well done. Like, you can see the anguish in Spider Carnage's face when he's mm. like, fuck. Uh, then the voice acting goes from zero to a thousand for Peter deciding to separate from the symbiote, which we can right. imagine is very difficult because he said I, in a, he keeps saying I, so... We yeah. as yep. the viewers know that that is a very intense attempt to separate, but it's pretty yeah. like, <laughs> yes, I must. I say that now. What's wrong with him? He's trying to get rid of the symbiote. 
but it's not giving up without a fight. Fight it, Peter. Fight it with all your heart and soul. Your real heart and soul. Sorry for all the bad things I did. Forgive me. Forgive me. I'm sorry, Uncle Ben. I just. <laughs> sorry for all the bad <laughs> stuff we did. Sorry for all the people I wanted to kill. <laughs> and Uncle... also that I did kill, like the goblins and Smythe and all those goods. <laughs> Uncle Ben, I'm sorry. Everybody in New York, for example. Uncle Ben, I'm sorry I stole those fish. <laughs> Running I thought away it would be easy. <laughs> but it would be so easy. <laughs> so easy. Did you? Hey, uh, no, it would have been even funnier if he was like, hey, Uncle Ben, sorry I got you killed in my reality. And the Uncle Ben's like, like wait, wait, what? what? <laughs> yeah, like, <laughs> okay, see ya. Okay, <laughs> see I also love the tactic that Ben uses here when dealing with this. Like, he acknowledges the circumstances that led to what's going on here and that they aren't you know, this guy's fault, but they are his responsibility like that. Like bad things happen to people who did nothing wrong all the time. But how you deal with it is up to you. Like that is yeah. the lesson here. And it's an accurate one, whether you're talking about, you know, your personal, uh, you know, anguish or, or or anything else. Like sometimes shit goes wrong, but you have to deal with it the right way. It's it's a lot. It's used often with the in relation to mental illness in terms of like, yeah, it's not your fault that you're sick, but it is your responsibility to ensure your well-being and like your safety and deal with it. and the safety, yeah, you have potential safety it. of others. Um, yeah, exactly. And it's, I guess, looking at that. Um, I just they nailed it for a 90 yeah. show. No, <laughs> so I was like, wow, that's them. a deep motto. Although it would would. Carnage is then freaking out like spider carnage is freaking out and he's like shrieking <laughs> he does go a little what's wrong with iron man <laughs> yeah. he's like, what's wrong with him yeah. <laughs> do you think it'd be easy boy what's wrong with him <laughs> i thought uncle ben was gonna say that yeah spaz it out yeah right, i'll oh, come back God, later it's gross like ugh. well the jets game's on so i'll be back in 20 I don't know. It's all punctuated by some really great work here by uh, Christopher Daniel Barnes. Like, it's over the top, obviously, but I think it works. I think it fits. If there's ever a time to go over the top, it's fucking now, right? Yeah. No, for sure. And then like, Uncle Ben is just giving all the hugs. It's just like, I'm not crying. You're crying. <laughs> oh, I know. I'm going to listen to this so that whenever I have to quit drinking, it's going to be this. Uh, like, and okay. To be fair, Not though, today, we have though. to we have to shout it out to uh, regular Carnage for, for again. Just like when it separates, he's like, oh, "Hey, uh, it's me. You know you're going somewhere, huh? Not today. Hey, what's up, fat Hey, hey, what's I'm up, back. Fat I'm back. Never <laughs> seen you before. Hey, 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 and then it turns into Carnage. Let me touch red. those jumblies with my tentacles. What the I'm fuck getting, is going on? I'm getting well, in over there. That's what Carnage Symbiote says. I want to play. I want to play bongos on those, baby. <laughs> <laughs> oh God, what are you doing with that bottle? Because, <laughs> to me, yeah, the symbiote's just like it—it's like the guy you hate at the party. Like you know what I yeah, mean? Yeah, and yeah. And he's it's just, just the worst person. He's the worst guy. He's just like, hey, go touch <laughs> these jumblies over here. I'm just gonna. Oh, what's that? Ooh, finger food. <laughs> Oh man, I was floored though that they had him just die like this. Like uh, they don't say like, "Oh, he's dead." 
they don't go that far, but they they clearly explain that this will destroy anything that goes in it. And it's very obvious that he's fucking toast. And like, I'm yeah. honestly surprised yeah. they got it past the censors because it, it, I'm glad they did. It hits a lot harder this way rather than him just being separated and getting to go back home or, or whatever the fuck it is. He's gone. Vaporized. I should have stopped him. Yeah, it's not a happy ending. It's a bittersweet one. Yes. And yes, and it works better that way. I will say that it takes him like five seconds though, because he's got to be like, okay, I got to shrink the big portal, and then I got to turn it down, and then I got to make. Yeah, the they're new like, portal. no, stop, don't. <laughs> yeah, there's a bit of a like, and then when Spider Man says I should have stopped him, I was like, well, yeah, the chance. <laughs> like, I mean, yeah, you definitely could have if you wanted to, even a little. But it do- that I mean, that's just me making light of a sad scenario. Um. Well, see ya. <laughs> to borrow an Eddie Brockism. Yeah, he can't separate. Like, he sees that he can't separate from this darkness and is just like, right. And he's not strong enough. Yeah, and, like, and then well. Uncle Ben just goes, yeah, all right. <laughs> yeah. No, he did what he thought was best. I mean, it's a little cavalier, but uh, I, I am glad that they get the touching moment with Uncle Ben oh, and our Peter. Like, I'm sure... They may have shared some sort of off-screen moment when they when he originally caught up with them, but he was you know they're busy. You gotta you got shit to do, but like it must have hit Peter like you know as much as he, he meant a lot to see Mary Jane again. Like imagine getting to see Uncle Ben again. Like I'm glad they gave him the second or two just to to you know have that moment. It it's really nice. You did fine tonight, Peter. I'm proud of you. I'll miss you, and I'll miss you too, Uncle Ben. But I'll always have you in my heart. But no, it was it was like what exactly needed to happen. Like, I don't know. You know, they're never going to end Spider-Man as a Marvel comic character. Right. Like, no, you don't know that. I don't know that. That's a good point. Well, like, it's never going to go out like this. Like if Spider-Man as a as a as a thing ends. If it like and not just like how things end these days and then so that they can reboot them in a grittier version in two years. If they ever ended Spider-Man like the comics, it would it would have to be like a slow petering out of lack of interest. It would have to be like, you know, uh, it would whisper out like it would it would fade away. It wouldn't be like this where you have like a a magnus opus, as Peter as Vero would say. Yes, it is a magnus opus. Uh, <laughs> it would yeah. be a petering uh, out for sure. I got him. Spider-Man returns to Madame Web and the rest of the crew, and they celebrate over the non-destruction of reality. Spider-Men are each returned to their own universes, except for our Spidey, who heads out for one more field trip. He accompanies the powerless Spider-Man to his universe, or should I say, ours? Here, Spider-Man is just a work of fiction, and so Spidey meets up with his creator, Smilin' Stan Lee. They take a swing around the block and reflect on how far Spider-Man has come, arriving at the conclusion that Peter Parker finally likes his life and who he is. Madam Web comes to collect him, and the two bid each other a fond farewell. If you're Madam Web, do you really want to be like, oh, by the way, in this reality, you're fake? Yes. For some reason, they brought powerless Spider-Man there. And obviously, the only reason was so they can put a Stanley cameo in. Yay, Stanley cameo! I mean, cameo. he did save the day technically with yes. his sonic grenades. He is the most powerful of them all. In 
infinite realities, there's an infinite amount of Spider-Man. Why pick this one? You could pick one <laughs> with powers. That's a good point. You could pick one where Stan Lee is Spider-Man. Or Uncle Ben got bitten by the radioactive spider. Or Aunt May got bitten by the radioactive spider. Or, or Mary some sort Jane... of pig that got bitten by a radioactive spider. <laughs> or Mary Jane got bitten by the radioactive spider. Or Mary Jane and Peter had a daughter called Mayday Parker. I don't know. I'm just coming up with this off the top of my head. I'm sure you are. <laughs> I like that uh, Doc Ox Spidey calls him boss. That's fun to me. Way to go, boss. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know why. I was just like, nice. Oh, we're, we're oh, we've got that dynamic going. Okay. Yeah. All right. All right. <laughs> and also that the others get to go home, except for Man Spider. That guy's <laughs> fucked. Well, he's devouring the Beyonder in a different dimension. That's true. And Beyonder's dying wish that Madam <laughs> Web thanks Spider Man for him. She still doesn't do it. <laughs> Like she's like, oh man, I swear there's something I'm forgetting here. And then she like looks at her palm, the ink's running. She's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Beyonder said, um, smell you later. <laughs> Classic Beyonder. But man, spiders just tumbling in space. Like you just see the monster. I've like- been falling for twenty minutes. Yeah, so good. Madam Web's like, oh yeah, you gotta go to the the non-powered man's dimension. The others can go home, but there is one more place that you must visit. Where to now? I think she means my reality. What am I gonna find there? More than you can ever imagine. More than you can ever imagine? (laughs) That's overselling it a little bit. Like, we're doing some light fan service here. Like, dial it back, madam. Yeah, for sure. I mean, it's going full meta, I guess, which is they should have credited Christopher Daniel Barnes as himself instead of as powerless Spider-Man here. I think that would yeah. be cool. That's who I assume is under the mask. And that would have been cool if they like, revealed the mask and had some like such shitty drawing of the CDB. Well, I mean, also, I'm, I'm not super I don't I, it's been a long time since I've seen the Brady Bunch movie, so I'm not 100 percent on what he looks like. But like they nail Stan Lee here. He looks pretty on point, so he's so distinctive looking. I don't know what it. Like, That's a good point. It's the tinted glasses. It's the whole look. Yeah, he's got a very clear look. When you see him, you're like Stanley. And you know, it, it's cool. When I like when I was a kid and I saw this, I, I remember thinking it was oh, yeah, that's kind of cool. I read comics and and you know, it, it was what it was. But maybe it's because he's he's now passed on and I'm but whatever it is but I'm like it hits harder now yeah <laughs> seeing seeing Stan Lee on uh, out there I don't know he even takes it like jokingly when mm-hmm. Spider-Man shows up he's like Spider-Man uh Pam hold my calls for a while I, I think I've finally gone crazy this is awesome I'm here for it let's go he gets to go web slinging. I love that. Like, it was like directors just like, hey, OK, could you just act excited? And Stanley's like, hold my beer. Oh, man. Wow. 20 takes. And that's the best. I want to hear what's on the floor. Just woo. <laughs> Fuck yeah. <laughs> just Stanley. Oh, man. Uh, and he asks him, oh, like, well, you've saved the universe. What's next? The classic question. What are and you going to do now? And he's like, after saving all of reality, where do you go from here? To find Mary Jane. My Mary Jane. I've been told she's still alive. I can't wait to see her. And Stanley's like, huh, 
I was definitely a Team Gwen guy. Oh, well. <laughs> Wait, what? She's still single? Well, yeah. it wasn't his decision to kill her off, so, like, whatever. Oh, um, But right. also, yeah. they're going saying that uh, Stan Lee is the guy who, like, writes it. Stan Lee stopped writing Spider-Man after issue 100, which we talked about because that was, like, the Morbius stuff, right? And his absolute last Spider-Man issue was number 110, which was in 1972. Oh. Wow. So the fact that they're going and giving the illusion that he's still writing Spider-Man in 1998? Yeah, that's a good point. I guess I guess it's almost like Stan Lee getting a second to be like, this is something I made and it's not necessarily mine anymore. Because he even addresses it. He says, gee, you're definitely not the same guy I've been writing about all these years. Which is is, is straight up saying like, Something that I made is no longer necessarily mine. It belongs to other people. It belongs to everybody now. I like guess it's bigger so. than me. And, uh, oh. you know, which is, it, you know, it, it's scary, but it's ultimately the, the thing you hope for. And whenever you make something. Wow. I read it as like, wow, my guy's depressed and you're not. But this is a better. I like this read better. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> like Spider-Man even says it. He's like, oh, you know, we all have to grow up sometime. Which I feel very called out by as uh, a man in his 30s reviewing a cartoon for children, but as besides the point. Is the last episode, though. <laughs> it is the last episode. So to get called out, now's the time. It's episode one, like, oh, we all gotta grow up sometime. No! Ah, oh, fuck you, buddy. Yeah. Uh, hey. I also like that they throw in this line for Stan Lee to fawn over uh, Madam Web because she's played by his wife. They're intentionally making us, uh, the viewing audience, party to these old people making fuck eyes at each other through a kid's show. Like, it's kind of weird when you think about it. It's time to go. Who is that exotic lady? Yep. <laughs> Don't think about it. I forgot that they were married. Holy shit. Yeah. Ugh. Who's this exotic lady? Wink, wink. <laughs> yeah, that's why they say that, because it's his wife. Great joke, Stan. And Stanley has to go and make a Fantastic Four reference at the end of a fucking episode, man. Yeah. Couldn't have been, couldn't have been the blackbird that comes to pick you up? No. Oh, yeah. I wonder how I'm supposed to get down from here. I suppose I could wait for the Fantastic Four to drop by and give me a lift. Ben Grimm isn't coming. <laughs> He's making tea and crumpets. And the others just crashed their fourth jet of the series, so they're not helping either. <laughs> you see them in the background, like, shh. <laughs> uh, Richard's at the helm again. That, that's no good. Yeah. Well, dry your eyes. This ride's not quite over because the bow on this episode has Spider-Man and Webb transcending space and time as Webb reveals that they're going to take care of one last piece of unfinished business Finding the real Mary Jane. Hey guys, just want to let you know, I think you guys are truly special. That's Stanley. He's quite a guy. I think he's truly special. Oh yes. Yep. I was gonna say the space colon will bring Spider-Man some release soon. But you know what? Madam Web goes and says, "Face front, true believer." And that's what Stanley said all the time in the comics. So it was a great callback there. Yeah. Having his wife say it, it just makes it even nicer, which is kind of cool. It's such a hopeful ending. You know, they're going to go find the real Mary Jane. We are going to find the real Mary Jane Watson. What? It has been a long, hard journey, and I think you are finally entitled 
to some happiness. But then it comes to the crushing realization that she was actually teleported to that armored Spider-Man dimension and turns out she's just evolved into a horrible person. Yeah. (laughs) He's just going to have to find his own Gwen Stacy in his universe. Yeah. I mean, if if he hadn't met her before, he wouldn't have broken her spine. So she's probably out there. Probably married to Flash Thompson or some shit. I don't know. I wish we were entitled to some happiness, guys. That'd be swell. (laughs) That would be so rewarding if somebody told me that. Well, much like this series, the end must come eventually. The end of this episode, that is. Which also means it's time for some arbitrary spider rings where we rank the episode using whatever idiotic metric he can come up with off the top of our heads. Vero? I give this episode 29 I Love You Uncle Ben's out of a possible 31. I think deep down, we all wanted to see the rich reality when it was teased last episode. I'm glad they let us see it. The Bizarro World characters were also a fun little addition. Uh, The robot bit kind of sucked, but whatever. It all led to a satisfying way to defeat the bad guy, which was real emotional, but it was not with hate, but with love. Kevin? I'm going to give this episode 65 episodes of quality podcasting content out of 66. I mean, you can nitpick the length of the bomb countdowns and the exact clips used in flashback sequence like an asshole. But all in all, this really does deliver as a final episode. We get a bit of everything. There are huge stakes and small stakes and there's action and emotion. There's working solo and and as a team. And, and Spider-Man uses the things he learned over the course of the series to deal with the challenges that he faces here, like an actual character with an arc and stuff. The Spider-Man we saw in the first season probably wouldn't have been able to handle what this more mature Spider-Man was able to, which is what you want. Uh, and maybe it's a, a bit on the nose and, and over the top and, and fan servicey, I guess. But Spider-Man's arguably at his best when the stakes aren't galactic in scale. Like he's a friendly neighborhood Spider-Man. But if there's ever a time to take it to 11, like I said, this is it. The series kind of mirrors that arc you see in like superheroes and comics, like where they start small with villains of the week. And then we get the longer stories and you add the darkness and you explore the characters and things, you know, are added to keep it fresh um, before you buckle down like this with some core storylines. And it, it ramps up to this big conclusion. And whatever part of that appeals to you the most is going to be your favorite. But when this show is at its best, like this episode proves, uh, it hangs with the best iterations of Spider-Man, especially in terms of storytelling. For all of our dick jokes and and nitpicking, there's a lot of talent here and and hard work that went into the show. And I think it really captures the essence of what Spider-Man can be, maybe better than any other version. So I think... It was worth it. As for me, I'll give it two out of two lack of Morbiuses and Hobgoblins. <laughs> Son of a bitch. That's all I really need. Um, I opened up my heart. <laughs> I, uh, a lot of what Kevin said resonates, so uh, I'm just going to agree with everything that he said. Yeah, what Kevin said. <laughs> Jeez. But honestly, it was a good ending to a series because it left you with well this character is on a new journey and i guess i'm not going to be a part of it so it was a great way to end a series i think well i can't believe it it took us two and a half years 
but we finally finished this series. I wouldn't be too sure. What makes you say that? Well, I never trust anything unless I read it in the Daily Bugle. He's supposed to have some big scoop. The moment all America has been waiting for. Today's issue of Bugle. Brock's big scoop. Eddie Brock's biggest scoop. Big news, too. That's unbelievable. Exactly how did you happen to get this? Municipal by-elections to begin Friday? Oh, I guess we are done. Oh, never mind. Thank you for being with us, loyal listeners. Whether this is your first episode or your 65th, we've had a lot of fun making something that we're just barely proud enough of to put our real names on. Special thanks, as always, to our Patreon supporters, and also to everyone who reached out in the last few months with some kind words and encouragement. It meant a lot to all of us to see that people really enjoy what we've made here. But Kevin, what about those people who sent us words of hatred and discouragement? (laughs) They've made my enemies list and I'll see them soon. For people not like that, as always, if you like this episode, share with your friends, your family, and yourselves from alternative realities directly or on the socials. Tag us in your spider pod talk and we'd love to pass you some free swag. If you love the show, you can also join our Patreon, cover your body in our weird merch from TeePublic, or take a second to rate and review us on a podcasting service of your choice. Links for everything are on our website, radioatthespiderpod.com. The show may be over, but we'll be returning from a tender heart-to-heart with our creators in two weeks with our next episode. Until then, this is Radioactive Spiderpod saying, You did fine tonight, Peter. I'm proud of you. Is that me or Spider-Man? <laughs> <laughs> a little bit of both. Keep swinging. Leave me. Tell him I love him. Catch you on the upswing. I'm afraid I can't do that officially. Ciao, Tiger. I hope you enjoy this. I almost love you. So I will let you go. Sky rockets in flight. Man spider delight. Tell him that Beyonder says, I'll always love you. My safe word is treason. Take care of yourself. You too, Spider-Man. Farewell and good luck. <laughs>